Hey everyone, who are listening to the Modern Farm and Artisan Co-op Podcast. We are your hosts, Kat and Anna, and we are here connecting you to the lives and stories of our local farmers, makers, and educators that are all dedicating themselves to powerfully and positively impacting the Southern Utah community. Before we get started, take a moment to subscribe to this podcast so you can stay up to date on new episodes. And if you haven't already, please leave us a rating or review on iTunes. We would greatly appreciate it. And if you have the means consider supporting us on Patreon. Even if it's only $2 a month, it makes a world of difference. And as a thank you, you'll receive a shout out on the show. Another way you can support us is checking out our brick and mortar store at 55 North Main in downtown St. George. Follow us on Instagram at Mofico Utah to stay up to date on all the exciting things we are up to in the store, on the farm, and on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. So we're with Julianne Skinner of Neon Arts Photography, right? Okay, that's and paint, uh, photography and paint. Okay, yeah. so why don't you start off and give us some info on your background? Well, um, growing up through high school and stuff, I kind of dabbled a little bit with going into maybe becoming a lawyer, and then I kind of switched off again and kind of went into interior design to architecture, and that's kind of what I led into college a little bit. I didn't complete college. I just took a few classes here and there and I took like AutoCAD for architecture and stuff like that. Um, but I got wrapped up in the grocery industry and I did the front end as customer service manager. And then I worked in the back pretty much hanging tags and signage scanning, stuff like that. And, you know, I became an assistant manager in all of that. Um, but then, you know, at some point it just didn't feel like me anymore. And I was, I didn't want to be bossed around anymore, really. <laughs> I wanted to take on my own and just, you know, fill myself out in a way to do what I wanted to do. And, I found passion in painting because uh, I didn't touch the paints until uh, about six years ago when I moved down to St. George. Really? Yeah. So were you still working at your at, at your job when you started painting? Yeah. Okay. So you were like kind of picked that up as a hobby and you relocated down here. So it's kind of. Yeah. Okay. What, made, so I actually, what made you try painting for the first time? Um. Well... <laughs> kind of silly but uh so an ex-boyfriend of mine <laughs> actually had gotten me paints and a canvas and stuff and I actually you know I always wanted to paint but it was it was kind of very intimidating yeah. to touch a canvas and paint on it because you almost think it's going to be permanent and you can't fix anything <laughs> yeah I feel like painting is the most intimidating art form to me I, it, I feel I mean, it took me this long yeah. to, <laughs> to get to this point at, uh, what, did I start painting at 26? Nice. So about five years ago, really, like fully. But I grew up in Salt Lake and I moved down to St. George about six years ago. And that's when I got married. And we had been married for about four years before I got pregnant and had twins. So it's been kind of interesting to see how my art has kind of developed in those years between changing careers and um, kind of going through the married life and then having kids. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like everything <laughs> like, is changing. Yeah. You're changing all the things. Like, I'm going to leave this job. I'm going to start painting. Then you got married, right? You guys... No. No. So, um, we... So, because I was talking about the canvas painting. Yeah. <laughs> and how I got to that point. So, I met my husband maybe like six months after my breakup with him. Right, and, right. You know, I was already planning on moving down to St. George. I was kind of hoping or planning on being a single gal coming down to St. George. But, you know, things play their course and you fall in love. Um, but so when we were together, he didn't want me to leave without him because I told him I was going to I was going to leave yeah. with him or without him, you know, kind of deal like I love it, you know, and he's like, I can't just let you go. So uh, he moved down with me, but we were engaged um, early, earlier that year before um, the initial move because I had dates planned for moving. And then he proposed, I was like, we're not staying up here. You know that, right? I'm not changing my plans again. <laughs> Cause I tried moving down here like 10, 15 years ago, way back then. Yeah. And it was a man that kept me there up in Salt Lake. <laughs> I know. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going to say, stay up here for you. And he's like, well, I want to be where you're at. So I'm coming down with you. And that's what happened. It's awesome. <laughs> but then, um, you know, Salt Lake is way busier. There's a lot more going on. And so, you know, it's just the hustle and bustle of everything else. I didn't really hone in into who I really wanted to be or right. anything like that. Because I also dabbled in modeling as well up there. And I could do that. I brought that down when I came down to St. George. So other than being with, I actually worked for Harmon's, the grocery store. That's where I've been. Nice. <laughs> I like them. I like them too. But, you know, had to do my own thing. So, uh, being down here where it's a lot less, you know, crazy, hectic, and being married and stuff, you know, I wasn't out there trying to Get meet some. too many guys or, yeah, you know. Yeah. Make you weren't on so. the prowl. <laughs> right. <laughs> And so I looked at that canvas that my ex-boyfriend gave me and I was like, I should just like make a stupid heart or something. Cute. <laughs> That's what I started out with was a heart. Um, but after putting the paint to the canvas and just kind of going with it and sure there was mistakes that, as you would call them, I guess. Um, but with art, you know, there are no mistakes and I've learned that that you can always change what you're doing in some way, shape, or form to make it work. I hate to say it, but my ex gave me something that, you know, I fell in love with. <laughs> and that's why he was brought into your life was to help you exactly. get to painting. Yeah. It might have been the end of, you know, our relationship that helped me yeah. blossom into what I am. But, right. you know, yeah, I don't regret anything. That's awesome. So you you just started painting like five years ago. Pretty much. Okay. On a canvas. And how long between that point, because I remember meeting you a couple of years ago and you were just starting, but between that point, five years, and you being like, okay, I'm going to make it go out this, how long was it? Well, 
Um, I was probably painting for about a year and getting more canvases and this or that. And um, I, (laughs) for the arts festival about four years ago, I want to say, I actually decided to set up camp. Well, not really camp, I guess, but it's just right outside my house because it's like a block down from where they have the arts festival and decided to just kind of see how it went or whatever. And so you just set up like a renegade display in your front yard? Why not? That's awesome. I love it. (laughs) I mean, I had a lot of people checking it out and, you know, it was kind of fun because that's where I kind of started my swirls and getting really colorful and everything like that. Yeah. And that's kind of what, I guess, prompted me to jump the gun and quit Harmon's and kind of go off on my own. Um, I probably shouldn't have done that. I should have waited a little <laughs> bit longer to just jump the gun <laughs> like that. Uh, but I did, you know. I love it. Um, I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> you know, because I was making pretty good money, and I pretty much just, like, took a huge pay cut mm-hmm. in that sense. Um, but it did allow me to kind of see what other things there are out there that could um, kind of support what I'm trying to go right. for and build a career out of like I started working for ATV and Jeep Adventure Tours and I did their tours with them and stuff like that and it it got me out there um, and to really experience more of the land around here and the sand dunes up there are just amazing right I love being outdoors so and that's what got you out there to start painting landscapes yeah, pretty much. Like, you were like, this is amazing. This is what I want to paint. A lot of that. I like to paint pretty much everything there right. is because I like to hike. I like to travel. Right. I'm just all about Earth. <laughs> well, more or less, to be more specific, uh, the universe right. in general, you know, because I like everything. Right. <laughs> Kind of I like that. Really to be more point. specific, all of <laughs> the it. The universe. <laughs> yeah, just, I can't just choose one or the other. Um, but you know, I I also do photography, right? And so it was nice to also get out there and kind of see those different times and um, kind of just immerse myself into all there is to be seen, really. Um, but then. Uh, I found the job with Arte as their gallery manager because I've had past experience of managing a little bit here and there, and they saw something special in me and gave me the opportunity um, to work with them and kind of grow with them, essentially. And I learned a lot from Phil Moulton. He was the former owner of Arte. And I learned a lot from him. Um, I don't have a lot of background history as far as um, being in the arts other than you know I dabbled here and there and then finally went for the paints that's great and um, one of the things with ATV and Jeep is that before I left um, I actually 
they had a blackboard in their office that the previous owners had taken, you know, it was a black chalkboard. So it was all chalked up with something going on there. There was like a landscape, some sort. And uh, so my last day, I was like, do you want me to erase this and make you something else? (laughs) And she loved it. Like I made what looked like, um, well, they had, I had a Jeep in there, kind of made it look like you could see Zions in front of uh, uh, Sand Hollow and kind of where they do their tours at. Right. And, you know, I think it's still up there. I don't think they've erased it. (laughs) Because I remember, so when did you start working at Arte? Arte's a great gallery here, by the way. If you yeah. guys have not been, so make sure you go check it out. Is that the one Ancestor Square? No, it's like down off of... Uh, Dixie Road. I was like, I have no directional by awareness. By the uh, House, House of Jump. Of Jump. Oh, so it's in like that so warehouse. Oh, like there's, I think okay. there's a U-Haul place right next okay, to it. I've there, seen it's the it's awesome. So our friend, our mutual friend Jeanette, who moved to mm-hmm. Rutland... Screw Vermont. <laughs> right. She Gosh. had a, she was participating in a show there. And I remember you were, you, you had I just. invited her to be a part of yeah. it with another artist um, yeah. who was doing um, cosplay masks. Yeah. Yeah. Her stuff was cool. Yeah. And yours was too. Kim McLeod. Yeah. McLeod. I said that right. McLeod. <laughs> We won't tag her. I'm just kidding. But yeah, that was like the first time that I had really met you Mm -hmm. and seen your work. And then like, I feel like, and I I know you didn't because I'm just so AWOL. I feel like you went underground. And then the next time I saw you, you were hanging that show at Cayenta where you had your pictures next to the interpretation and the painting. And I just was like, that's not the same girl like because your style had just evolved so much over those past two right. years and i had a few of those items um at that show yeah. with jeanette yeah and that was actually my first initial show um ever i decided yeah okay to decide to have at arte so i curated the show and everything and kind of set it up it was fun um yeah i I did have fun for that um but yeah you know i was still kind of learning myself and seeing what i wanted or you know just really what i loved and uh, i think it wasn't until i did a uh convention type oh okay yeah at the dixie oh okay um and i did a class with a particular professor that I actually worked with um, doing modeling and stuff. And his class was on um, business for the arts or or whatever. And uh, one of the things that he was kind of going over was that you have to pick one thing and just do that one thing and go for it. Well, my question to him was, can I do photography and paints? together as one he's like no I was like I'm gonna prove you wrong (laughs) and so I did (laughs) so I did (laughs) I yeah because I love doing photography and being out there and taking pictures of you know really what speaks to me I don't just 
start taking pictures of everything as I'm going along. I want to enjoy my hike just as much as anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's only when something speaks to me that I take that picture. Um, But I, so I have being outside and then when I'm indoors and don't want to go outside, (laughs) you know, I have the opportunity to create while still being inside. And that's where the painting kind of came in. Um, And I've kind of just been working out how they have a connection um, to kind of work, I guess. Yeah, and it works. I love it. I love the way that you're like, I just love seeing that. It's one of like the highlights, I think, for me. Uh, Is there anything in your childhood, you'd say, that indicated that you were going to be a painter or in the creative art field? Well, initially, growing up, no, but <laughs> but when I think back on my childhood, um, I mean, as far as like photography and stuff like that, I always had a disposable camera and I was taking pictures any which way. Like, so it almost came say, second nature to me to have this disposable camera that I just took pictures of stuff that obviously spoke to me to take the picture um so i had a ton of disposable cameras and i would always be dabbling in my notebook or something like that anywhere we went because we you know had the opportunity to be able to travel a little bit and so you know that was my kind of uh entertainment was to sketch and just draw whatever came to mind it's not like i was good do you still have any of those pictures that you took i do actually i have a couple that are framed (laughs) in a little yeah have you painted any of those i have not but it would be fascinating to do so i mean i have uh the two that i have that are framed um are two ducks crossing a bridge like a cute little bridge and they're black and white I mostly did everything in black and white which is interesting for me to go to color yeah I was like that's unexpected (laughs) yeah and then the other picture that I have uh is a old rickety apple um ladder and then the light's just kind of shining through the trees and I'm kind of looking up at it it's a pretty cool picture, but it's yeah. tiny. I do say so myself. Yeah, whatever. I had like, there's only like two experiences where I ever got a disposable camera to work. And I like, one time I was taking just a bunch of pictures that my mom had planted of flowers. And I, they're still some of my favorite pictures. I think I was 12. And then the next, I bought a disposable camera so I could get a picture of me in Flavor Flav. <laughs> And that's it. I only <laughs> took the it. one picture on the 28 oh, reels, man. but I just thought it was funny when you're like disposable cameras. I was like, oh yeah, there yeah. was a time where you didn't have a phone. You'd have to take those pictures and wait for uh-huh. forever to see if they actually turned out. So it's actually you... kind of funny because I found a disposable camera that I hadn't developed yet. Oh. <laughs> and it was of a, a camping trip up a mountain I don't remember which one but it was actually a uh, a Mormon camping trip <laughs> so fun it was interesting yeah I think uh, we were playing in the mud cute yeah did they so the pictures came out did you get it developed yeah. oh yeah, my gosh 
miracles. I can't really miracles. say they were all that great, but you know, memories. It was interesting to look through them. Oh, you're like I forgot about that person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the meaning behind neon arts? Like, how did you come up with that name for yourself? Well, uh, I mean, originally it's kind of just a it's something that resonated with me in the sense that you know it has this glow to it um that kind of shines through the night <laughs> just like shines i used through to the night. <laughs> I mean, come on that's what it does um but kind of gives you this like i always felt like i had that cool kind of vibe i even car called my car neon so yes my car is named neon <laughs> Cute. um but i was kind of a nightlife kind of girl i partied up in Salt Lake and everything like that and um, so it was just kind of a word that really resonated with me just I don't know has that vibe to it but your stuff's very colorful too did you always have like a really colorful palette or has that kind of evolved yeah I've always had the very colorful palette like once I started painting it was all about color you know and I just wanted to bring out a lot of those colors that are just solid and to find all the colors yeah (laughs) you know and then the black lines that's kind of how I would sketch I sketched with a sharpie and so like pens or sharpies I didn't really use pencils or stuff like that so that kind of came with it but it also works with the the neon portion you know because it's always usually black and then you have that brightness so but um as I've grown and kind of worked with my art and stuff uh neon actually it has another meaning besides the chemical reaction and it's new and I'm always going to be producing new stuff. Uh, The earth is always going to be changing in some way, shape, or form. That's just, it's always becoming new. Even us, like with our cells and everything, we're constantly just becoming fresh and new. And I mean, I like it. I feel like this is what I needed to hear. (laughs) Always a new beginning. Always. Always. I'm always for the next adventure. and You are. You're so. always creating. You're one of the fastest. Oh, I, I keep saying this, but because I don't think that I genuinely know many artists, but I can't believe how fast you pump stuff out. Like, it is like, I remember you telling me, like, I might do a coloring book. And the next week you're like, I'm finishing up this coloring book. And I was like, what? <laughs> I thought it took me forever. No, you were like, and like, you just, you can, you are on it you're in that vortex man just riding that wave so i like it yeah right on yeah (laughs) um so i think we know what your favorite medium is in your artwork but when did you so you you paint with acrylics right yeah and do you do the black line with the palette knife or with uh is it with sharpie well i had been doing the initial like lines in sharpie oh, okay uh like without paint just right. on the white like, canvas right? yeah, like and then SketchUp. putting it on there um but 
that's it's more or less just part of my sketchbook now yeah um i am kind of dabbling here and there because since i am you know a self-taught artist i'm still kind of figuring out different techniques that i can give to my art to give it just a little bit a little bit more character um so i mean sometimes i might use the palette knife to create those lines um but generally in most of my paintings right now have been with a brush to just kind of define those lines yeah you do the line work with a brush but you do like the the stuff with a palette knife right Mm -hmm. so when did you like when did you jump to palette knives like that was just because you're so new was it just like a a technique experiment really yeah and then i just i was like i love this even more so i gotta keep going that's what i love about your stuff is it's got like dimension and texture and even for kind of a 2d thing it looks 3d like you know you've got so much playing in there right so i was just wondering i was really surprised when i found out that you had only been painting for such a short time and then everybody's like no it's with a palette knife i was like Oh yeah. <laughs> so who got you into that? Uh, with the palette knife? Yeah. Just myself, really. <laughs> like I'm gonna take this and go like that. Well, you know, I like knives too in general. <laughs> so I mean, yes. I gotta use all that I get. I mean, I got a big sharp knife that I just I love to look at sometimes. I mean. <laughs> I, I, I was like, this is you're going to say you're a knife thrower. <laughs> I was like, no. Yep, for sure. I saw that but, coming. <laughs> you know, they just kind of fell in hand in hand, and I liked how much more the deepness that the palette knife gives to yeah. the paint yeah. um, when you throw it on there. And I kind of experimented with how light or how hard to apply the pressure of the knife and the lighter the better just because it it kind of breaks off as you slide it across and I like the motion that it creates and then you're able to see other colors behind it and I just I don't know the do you mix the look. colors on your knife, or do sometimes. you do... Oh, okay, but sometimes you just do swipes of different colors? Yeah. Have yeah. you found other artists that use that same technique? Like, is that, like, a thing that people do? Um, There's one artist that I can't think of her name that I kind of follow, and she uses a palette knife. Um, she does different techniques than I do. Um, as far as my technique, where it's more of a... A slide and swipe versus a a dab and oh, kind build, of yeah. ordeal or whatever. Um, she also has different textured palette knives. I got some and I want to play with them. So that's going to be fun <laughs> seeing what other kind of textures I can bring out to represent different plant life or landscapes oh, cool. and stuff like that. So you know, I'm still experimenting and well, I'm excited to see where my art kind of goes from this point. Cause yeah. you know, I'm still fresh. Yeah. It's all neon. Sense, so 
Yeah. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> How much work goes into making one of your paintings? I know that's probably kind of hard to quantify. <laughs> right. Because I don't necessarily put a time factor on my work. Um, there is about three to four processes that I have to go through in order to get to that point because, you know, I do start off dark with my black lines to get the basic shape of everything that I want to see in a piece. And then I do uh, a flat layer with with the brush um, just to see the color contrast and uh, depth into a piece. But then that's when I get going on the palette knife and bringing that movement and texture into it. And then then I have to go back on it with the, the black line to define. I'm kind of working a little bit in that sense of process to not have the lines so prominent because I do like the lines being prominent but it's more or less I want it to kind of blend a little bit more but have a slight define in the shape of everything if that makes sense (laughs) it makes sense to me because I've seen your work and so I know what you're talking about right I get it because I, I might have to go back and forth between the black and color um, in certain areas. Because if I don't like how an area is kind of looking, it's what I also love about the palette knife is that it comes on so thick that it can hide the black lines if I don't like it in a certain area. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's go. kind of, you know when you're going through those processes, you're kind of going back and forth too, a little bit between different structures and how the painting's working. It's interesting hearing you describe it like that because your paintings to me are so uh, like wild and free that it's interesting to hear that it's a very methodical, like this is a, so. It is quite the thought process. I put a lot of energy into each piece like I didn't realize this going through and making work it wasn't probably until this last year becoming a mother and really honing in on my feelings and just the change motherhood has brought to me has really defined my art because I'm realizing that there is a sense of feeling and um emotion that kind of goes into each piece because they do represent uh, a type of emotion yeah do you feel like uh weaving was like this for me when I became a mother it was like the one thing I could do where I was like oh my god I'm it was like a tether like I'm still me I like I'm creating something and it like helped me like it was like a touchstone that kept me sane through like Ira is it like that for you is it like okay this piece of me I'm still I'm still me yeah I would definitely say so I mean it did take me a while um well 
I don't know how much of a while it is because I when I got pregnant it was I kind of stopped painting for a little a little while understandable yeah like pregnancy is terrible yeah through pregnancy (laughs) well (laughs) it's horrible I I didn't think the paint was gonna bug the babies or you know but I didn't do it anyway but yeah it was just kind of overwhelming and I just trying to figure out some things but I knew that and I you wanted were pregnant to keep with going. twins yeah so I, if somebody didn't catch that she yeah. her first kid <laughs> straight out the gate she got two of them a boy and a girl which is good because I'm done <laughs> um, but yeah like I knew that I wanted to keep painting but instead of painting I I kind of just drew and sketched and it wasn't until uh, maybe a couple months before they were born that I actually went to drawing again because I was just not doing really much of anything (laughs) for a while and then um, after they were born I didn't really I was kind of going through emotions there and um, it probably was until they were about five months that I started painting again and it was it was definitely a relief of some sort to kind of take that time for myself and that's when I started coming out of myself and not being so swallow <laughs> yeah you're like oh my gosh because parenthood, man, it's a deep, dark hole. No, I mean, like, I love my kids so much, but you can lose yourself so fast, especially the creative side of you. So, like, mm-hmm. do you have to, do you find that you have to schedule that with your husband, or do you have to, like, how do you find time? Well, the time that I find um, is when they take their naps, mm-hmm. but even then I still have to choose between uh, taking care of myself mm-hmm. taking care of the house <laughs> and then you know there's that other option of painting <laughs> so I mean I'm, I'm very paint. limited <laughs> I mean very limited in what I can do but um, mostly the mornings have been kind of the time that I've had more of a a boom of inspiration that just <laughs> I love it so. when you before you had kids were you like that were you a morning person or did you create at night um I dabbled it both oh. morning and night right. um, I was just wondering because I find like I, like you know a couple of years after I have a baby and I start getting my junk back on track like I I have I've had to become a morning person like I have to get up before him and do stuff Mm -hmm. before them now but like in high school no or like college no (laughs) definitely a night owl (laughs) so I'm pretty sure I was the same way yeah like sure I was okay in the mornings like once I initially got up and everything yeah but yeah nighttime i that's where everything happened. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of interesting how that kind of flips on you. Right. Start drinking water Still all learning the time. This, this thing. Taking vitamins, <laughs> getting up in the morning, uh, meditating. Yeah. 
So are you still working or is like painting and being a mom your full-time gig now? It is my full-time gig, which, you know, it was kind of nice to not have to really worry about anything else because then, you know, it came at kind of a good time and a bad time. I don't know. But (laughs) it's kind of nice to not have that stress to have to rely on somebody else or you know and uh kind of push me to push myself out there and um go in the direction that I want to go um without any other obligations other than my kids yeah so with your pieces do you like paint mostly based on photographs you've taken or is it like a balance of you just think of something and you paint or what's kind of like I don't know the flow of that if that makes sense it, it Again, definitely I'll say is inspiration between, <laughs> yeah it definitely is between uh, both my photography I have less work that's done by photography because Mm. you know I have to do more work on the photography side to get my photograph to where I want it oh like editing and edit and go through all that and kind of find the right pictures that really stand out to me so it takes a lot more process to put those together and then decide is this something I want to paint Um, It's a lot easier to just come out of my head and, you know, even when I am out there and stuff, I might not be able to capture a picture. I kind of, I kind of take that picture that I see or whatever, and it kind of just comes over me. And sometimes when it's just so, like, it just kind of gets you in the the feel good area, you know? I can't help but to paint it and I see I see the world in a very vibrant vibrant way. Do you feel colors or do you is it, when you go out and walk and you see those aha moments do you like just you know you're like I know I'm going to paint this or is it something that you ruminate on like you go home and you're like oh I should paint that or when you're and you like dream about it you're like oh yeah that was a paintable moment or is it like you get these feelings and you're like, this is going to be painted. It's definitely a feeling factor. Yeah, really? Like I, cause I mean, throughout my life, I realize how much I feel things and right. can understand um, just what's being presented to me. And it, it is kind of an overwhelming presence that's like cool. that I have to get out onto a piece. So, I mean, obviously if it doesn't really speak to me or I don't have that urge, it's not going to happen. So is it like, is that why you get stuff done so fast? Is like once you get that urge, that has to be done or do you multi, do you multitask? I multitask. Okay. All right. <laughs> I probably have a couple pieces that are that I'm working on at a time and when you're working on those sorry I like this is what I want to nerd out about because (laughs) I love this this when we get into like processes and feelings and stuff Mm. 
do you, when you start going back to that painting, is it really easy to tap back into that feeling? Like, oh, okay, this is what I was feeling in this painting. Like, do you go back to that original feeling, or is it a new thing that you slide into? I mean, I'd probably say that it progresses really as I go along. Cool. I mean, there's points when I'm working on a piece that uh, I absolutely hate it. You know, it's just like, I thought this was going the way I wanted it to. Feel good moment, I'm just like, yeah, you know, it's like, so I mean, it kind of changes here and there, but um, as I get closer to the finished product, I I do fall back in love with it all over again, as Mm -hmm. I originally thought it would. But it definitely changes probably because my mood is also changing at the same time so i mean again motherhood it'll do it to you i'm like a roller coaster with emotions so am i my friend don't worry oh yeah we we get it Uh, so what's something that you wish people understood when they're about painting or when they're buying like original artwork that's been painted well, I mean, probably, I mean, I think this kind of stands for most artisans in general is the amount of time that's being put into it. I mean, I can't say that all artwork takes, you know, 10 plus hours to create, um, but maybe the amount of energy that an artist puts into a piece because it resonates with them in one way, shape, or form. Um, They're giving you a piece of them. And so it's not just paints on a canvas that you're buying. You're buying a part of that artist. Um, And that's probably the biggest thing when buying art. Um, because it speaks to you in some way that the artist was able to communicate to you in that that piece that you know makes you fall in love with it and buy it for your home because I don't think a lot of people really think about that when somebody's painting that's probably my best answer (laughs) I like that I like that that it's a piece of you but I also, uh, I, I think I've said this before, that Picasso, it, like this guy goes up to Picasso in a bar and has Picasso draw him something and he does it. And he's like, oh, thank you. He's like, yeah, that'll be $10,000. And the guy's like, what? It took you five minutes. And he's like, yeah, it took me five minutes to draw this, but it took me a lifetime to become Picasso. Well, and then there's that sense, you know, yeah. for a lot of people since I can't really say that considering I'm a self-taught artist I'm putting my energy my you know my creativity into a piece versus somebody who's gone to college and gone through the schooling then yes but I mean like even even as like a self-taught artist like you've still put in the 10,000 hours it's true you know, sure. it might take you five hours to make this painting, but you've put in 10,000 hours. So even though it's not close to, like, it's not all in this one painting, mm. like, there's a backlog 
of work that you need to get paid for. You know? Because, I mean, there's a couple years there that I didn't get paid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It took those years to develop. (laughs) This is all free. (laughs) It's true. It's... Okay. In that sense, the backlog of time of just focusing in and creating yourself because there's more than just art to it there's the art business because we have to be everything as an artist and so we have to learn all these new things that I didn't want to care for but have to care about because it's what moves you forward but yeah backlog of just the time and energy being spent to learn and uh, create what you're initially going to create and develop on it. Uh, what's something that's been a surprise to you since you've started Neon Arts? The business side of it. <laughs> <laughs> the paperwork. All the paperwork. Oh, oh my goodness, the paperwork. paperwork. <laughs> I mean, well, I guess it's not that much of a surprise. I knew there was going to be something along that lines, but uh, going through and I'm surprising myself every day, more or less, of learning more and understanding how my art, like, is being presented to others and um, how I need to kind of come up with a, a dialogue of what that means so it makes sense to others around me. Great that's I mean it's still a work in progress yeah but I think that's a big surprise so if you could start all over what's one thing you wish you would have known the business business <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean business. like you can't get anywhere if you don't know a little bit of business and the more technical side of everything you know yeah and just I will yeah like just knowing what kind of paperwork I need in order to uh, get shows Mm. like I'm still learning all of that and you know I'm kind of developing all that paperwork so it becomes easier in the future um so yeah just needed to know what kind of paperwork goes into everything (laughs) it's just so big it is it's so big there's so much paperwork it's that communication between you the gallery the um government the government uh, your collectors even sometimes right. like if you don't have a good story or whatever you can't express your work they right. ain't gonna buy from you yeah you know like it it takes a whole lot yeah <laughs> cohesive branding like, yeah yeah I've, I've yeah. probably changed a lot of uh, my wording on my website about a billion times <laughs> you know because I'm just honing in and having to just I'm learning more about myself. And so it's constantly changing. I don't think it will ever stop. That's a surprise. 
so then uh, what's something that you failed at and what did you learn from it it can be anything uh i'm gonna go with writing is my failure and i'm still learning on producing words i mean this goes into the business part (laughs) you know just writing in general and being able to express how my art makes its appearance to the world um i don't know if i've succeeded in that just yet (laughs) still a work in progress but that's definitely not my strong suit what would you learn from it that practice takes <laughs> how do you get to Carnegie Hall practice makes perfect constantly changing it yeah it's just in constant yeah. change is really what I'm learning from it is that you're never going to be done with your writing portion you're always going right. to be refreshing it isn't it crazy too how like you can change like one or two words and all of a sudden like someone will like I love that I love that. Like, I, I'm not good at it, but I love it when we change, like, one or two words on a post, and boom, that thing sells. Or, like, you know, we, it's like it goes into presentation, too. You put this picture next to this one, oh, we're going to flop that, boom, both of them sell. Like, that, to me, is, like, a well, ultimate experiment. That's kind of where the whole neon and the new portion because that wasn't even in my thought process of it having this other meaning i actually looked it up because i actually had somebody kind of ask me about neon and how they were confused about Mm. it towards my art and so i kind of thought about that it's like yeah, I mean, it probably doesn't make sense <laughs> with my work. I think that's bizarre that they would say that because your work is so colorful. Very vibrant. It yeah. is. Yeah. But I think they were more thinking of the chemical uh, and, the, you know, the neon signs versus yeah. my work. But so I looked it up and I found that meaning and I was like... It does make sense. <laughs> it will always make it's sense. Here in the dictionary, my friend. <laughs> like now, I have a, a defending reason. Yeah. Yeah. As to why it is what it is, you yeah. know. That's cool. I like that. All right. What was your biggest success, and what did you learn from it? I mean, success is what you make out of it, and my success is being able to produce something that people love and you know they want to promote it and you know see me go places and I just you know that's that's really my success is that I'm creating something that people love yeah I can't say for everybody that it's something that everybody likes I mean, that's just how it goes with a lot of art. But, you know, there's people out there that appreciate what I make and they want to see me go far. So that gives me that success. Yeah. I feel like that moment is like magic. Like when you see somebody, like I see it when people buy stuff, when they land on a piece and they're like, 
oh my gosh and you just see it speak to them I'm like oh my gosh this is magic right now because there's no way that you could have known painting that that it was going to end up with that person it was going to mm-hmm. find that person and speak to this like locked off part of them it's just so interesting right. it's cool I like it Okay. We have our final question. Final questions. All right. What makes Utah special? Well, I like Utah because it has just a variety in different uh, landscapes and just breathtaking views. I mean, it's so different from the north to the south right. and to the west and to the east. They all got their own unique things, but, you know, it really doesn't take very long to get there. Yeah. And the seasons are just so different, and we have all of them versus some of the places. Not St. George so much, but, you know, (laughs) you can drive 45 minutes. Yeah, a little bit of winter, but... 45 minutes away from finding snow. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just so diverse. And yeah, there's just, you get this feeling. I don't know. Yeah. I'm all about those feelings, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Utah does give you that feeling. Mm-hmm. It's like just that, it's like this is big. Like mm-hmm. all the time. When I, when I first moved to St. George, I was like, walked around and I was like, oh my God, I just have this feeling like this is big. Mm-hmm. I see it, I feel it every time I look up at that rock face. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> what's been your favorite part about the Mofaco community? You know, the connection between the artisans and the people that are coming in here to yeah. check us out. I mean, I myself love working with. Uh, artisans and creating your own and just coming up with different things and because I like to purchase from those kind of people I don't really like chain community you know chain stuff and so um, having that connection locally is just really great it's great for our economy because it's coming back into the economy yeah and I mean, when you get that personal connection with a artist that you love and, you know, I just, I like working here cause I do have those fun experiences, um, just chatting up and not really worrying about what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not saying anything bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like, I don't know, you have a great connection with the customers that come in here and when yeah. they learn about it and they're just like that's amazing that's awesome you know and and I like when you work because nice. every time I come in you're working on something and that to me is always like oh, the artist creating its natural habitat like let's see what she's making like I love Some it days it's really hard because <laughs> even though I'm mostly here on Sunday it's like for some reason it's always way more busy and I can't get anything done (laughs) it's because you want to work on something else that's what happens to me I'm like I'm going to come into the store today and I'm going to work on this and 15 people will come in off the street and they'll be like I've been looking for you for months oh hello (laughs) welcome right here (laughs) 
<laughs> what do you need? Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, do you have a favorite book, publication, or social media account that you find inspirational or profound? Well, I don't really have one. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just don't really do a whole lot of following your trendsetter more on that yeah i'm very neutral in a lot of things Mm -hmm. and so i kind of dabble here dabble there and so i can't just pinpoint one that just blows my mind that that's all i want to you know focus on because i'm kind of just all over the place in that sense yours is nature you get that yeah you get that's my best publication ever is nature yeah and hiking anything water you know just get me outside just as long as i'm not sweating balls you can cut that out if you like i think you should leave it in there that's awesome i love it it is so true this summer it is so bad but yeah nature is my publication that's what i learned from i like it yeah it's where you refresh and meditate and just, I mean, That's I, why you're so I used to love camping by myself until this last time I did it. Terrified. Yeah, now that you have kids, you're like, oh, I yeah. understand why everybody's freaked out by this. Well, plus the last time I went camping and I was by my, so I was by myself. And yes, the thought of having my kids and I couldn't get a hold of anybody at the moment um, as like far as texting because I was out of reach. I hear this, I don't know, it was so creepy. It was the creepiest growl type cough, I don't know. Like, it sounded like it was in distress. And it wasn't that far away from me. And I was like, mm, should I get in my truck? Should I stay out here? I'm thinking about this. So I'm standing there by the fire with my gun and knife in hand. <laughs> Ready! I will go down fighting! I'll put all the other stuff in there and I want to be out here in the fire. It's so nice. But that was creepy. And I don't hear it anymore. It could come up on me. I'm pretty sure it sounded like a cougar. So I was pretty close. No, no. I'm out. I'm out. I like camping with people. I don't know. I don't, my I husband do it does myself. it all the time. He goes out and just disappears, and I'm like, you're going to die. Like, I just, it freaks me out. It's always freaked me out. Uh, but it's because I have kids. That was scary. Well, no, I've been like this since way before. I'm like, you went where by yourself with what? Like, what are you doing? Well, what you are you doing? about my other story. No, don't. <laughs> we'll just read. Yeah, my niece, she was like, oh, I just, I used to bike. Like, my niece would take her bike and go bike camping. Like, pushy bike, ride her, like, huh. pedal bike out with all of her stuff strapped on there like a hobo and just go out into the middle of nowhere. I was like, you're not outrunning anything on that. No. What are you doing? Like, and if something goes wrong, you got four hours of biking back to the main road. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, you're crazy. And you're a woman. I was like, what are you? Like, as big of a feminist as I am, I'm like, oh, there's places I don't belong alone. And the woods is one of them. Wow. That's my uh, we'll other have story. to go together. 
because I'm sure you could make me stronger. But it's the kids factor that makes yeah, me scared. Now, Otherwise, now is, I'd yeah. be fine. Yeah. I'd probably still stand there by the fire with my gun and knife in hand, but Good it God, wouldn't make me lose. think about yeah. doing it again. Because my other story was pretty scary and in itself. And you're fine with it. And I was fine. I was I was going to do it again. Oh. No problem. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> See, I feel that every time Monty gets out. I'm like, he's going to die and I'm going to be alone with the kids. And I don't know how to uh, do this. Mm. And then he always takes the dogs, too. And I'm like, so we're super unprotected. Or, or <laughs> he's going to come back and all of us are going to be murdered. Uh, it's bad. Anyway. Mm. Okay, sorry. Uh, why should people buy local food and support local farmers and makers? Well, it kind of goes along with the reason I decided to be with Mofico is, you know, it's always good to support your local people because they're the ones that are living there and all these chain restaurants and stores and stuff that money does not stay in utah Mm -mm. it leaves utah Mm -hmm. and we need to keep our community and you know everybody here in in a better situation than outsourcing in general it just helps the economy so much better so if listeners want to learn more about all you're doing how can they find you well, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Neon Arts PP. The PP stands for Photography and Paint. You can all also check out my website at Neon Arts Photography and Paint. That's all one word, all lowercase. And yeah, I post on there and mostly on Instagram and Facebook. But you can yeah. find your stuff at Mofico. Oh, yeah, you can find me at Mofico as well. At 55 North Main, Tuesday through Sunday, 11 to 5, soon to be 11 to 6. Right on. (laughs) Is there anything else that we didn't cover that you would like to share? So, for those that will be listening, um, I do have that solo show that is going on in Springdale at the Canyon Community Center, um, hosted by Z Arts, Um, and that's going until July 24th. Uh, my artist res- uh, my artist reception will be on July 15th. That is a Thursday from 6 to 8. Come have some refreshments and check out my collection. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for chatting with us. Yeah. It was fun to get to know you finally. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This yeah. was fun. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you found this podcast, especially on iTunes. If you have a specific question that you would like to ask us or our farmers, makers, or educators, send us an email at podcast at mofacoutah.com and let us know. Another way to support this podcast is by becoming a supporting member starting at only $2 a month. We have different levels of membership that grant access to special members-only swag like shirts, hats, bags, magnets, and stickers that show your support for your local community. To learn more, please visit mofacoutah.com slash podcast slash support. Make sure you are following us on Facebook and Instagram at Mofaco Utah. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back in your feed in two weeks. But until then, we we hope hope to see you at the co-op. 
The music for this episode was created by Southern Utah local Jake Shepard.